This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to A Page Too Far. This is the show where each week one of us reads a book and tells the other all about it. I already hate it. Will it be bad? Will it be good? Who knows? Let's find out. I think I know, actually. I'm pretty sure I have a good idea. Do you? <laughs> okay. It's not like I just came in and yelled at you about the book that I read. <laughs> So the first thing you said was, well, it's such a shit book. <laughs> Anyways. I walked in the door, said, hey, what's up? This is a shit book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Our Patreon is uh, slash a page too far. <laughs> and that's uh, that's all we have for today. Yeah. Uh, my name is Sally. And with me, as always, is my co-host and lover, Lightning McQueen. I don't like that you said that. Hey, how you doing? Okay. We're not lovers, people. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're not. No. I forgot about that. (laughs) This week, I read the book McQueen's Heat. Oh, God. I don't like that title. (laughs) By by Harper Allen. Uh, It's a romantic suspense novel. Wow. Yeah, I'm branching out. Yeah, that's I never heard of that cross before, romance and suspense. The only reason I know that is because it tells me on the cover. It was published by Harlequin Publishing as part of their Intrigue series okay and is number 1695 in that series wow they published over 2000 books in 2002 wow (laughs) yeah uh this was published in 2003 and is 250 pages long here's the book look at that yeah oh no (laughs) no oh my god Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's very stereotypical romance novel it's a guy and a girl the guys is that Halle Berry I I don't think so um, the guy's shirtless and the girl is in like a, like a unitard. Leot- yeah. Le- leotard? Unitard? They're both words. I don't know what the distinction I is. Know, I don't know either. Okay, um, cool. There's a, a purple fingerprint. There is a that. purple fingerprint. Yeah. And I think that's the, uh, that's the intrigue series thing. Okay. Okay. Also the cover's wrong because the guy has like shoulder length black hair and, and this guy has. Oh very, no. Like, they were too lazy to find like, a model. Cover. Yeah. They couldn't find an actual <laughs> person. Anyway, um, just to, uh, to pad this episode out. Um, cause I don't think this is going to be that long. Okay. Uh, I was discussing this book with a friend of mine and I used this sentence when I described it. I said, this is the first romance book that I've read that wasn't furry related. <laughs> Technically true. Well, um, I don't just mean for this show. Oh, you mean ever? I mean ever. Okay. Unless okay. you count like The Princess Bride as a romance book, but I don't. It's more like action adventure. And there, yeah. there are romance points to it, but right. I wouldn't say it's a romance book. Um, Furthermore, it's not a furry romance. Exactly. Book. Okay. Exactly. Um, but what I mean by that is uh, for the show, I read Bear. Yes. Outside of the show, the only other romance books I read specifically that I can think of are, I don't know how else to say this, but like. Twilight-esque girl meets werewolf and they fuck Mm -hmm. books. Yeah. I read a shit ton of those in like (laughs) middle school because I was really good friends with a girl who is a furry and I didn't, I didn't, it was before I knew what a furry was. Right. Uh, she told everybody to call her Wolfie (laughs) and I just, just like, oh yeah, your name's Wolfie. Okay, cool. Oh my God. Yeah. What up Wolfie? And we laughed. I mean, we're what? 13 in eighth grade, something like that. Uh, and we were just laughing at all the dirty bits because it was Yeah. Funny. Are you still friends with him? No, I haven't talked to her since. Oh, okay. But that memory was unlocked about halfway right. through this book. <laughs> like, I, wait a minute. Because about halfway through this book, there's a, well, never mind. Um, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. 
I have it. I have it specifically. So, so yeah. Um, I also, I also want to say that I think I read this book under the perfect setting, and I told you about this, right? Because uh, I had a like a virtual doctor's appointment scheduled, mm-hmm. and so about fifteen minutes before, I sat down and was like, I'm just going to read a couple chapters. Logged into the thing to wait for the doctor. I was like, I'll read while I wait. So I read it. Uh, read a couple of chapters. Got a note that the doctor was going to be a little late. It's like, okay, I'll read a little more. Right. Um, the doctor ended up being four hours late and never did show up. So I read the entire thing while waiting for a right. doctor's appointment. So it right. was like I wasn't focused on it because I'm checking to see if they're there and everything. Yeah. It was the perfect way to read this book. Distracted and waiting for something else. <laughs> I'm sure that's what their intention is. Probably. You're supposed well, yeah. to read this if you at the airport 2000 or books, If you publish 2,000 books in a year, you are yeah. not intending to people to spend any time on them. Right. It's a mild distraction. Exactly. This that's is all. for like the grandma who blows through five books in a day. Yeah, yeah. Like that's exactly what this book is. And it knows it. <laughs> um, on the bright side, that means you can have a career as a writer. Um, totally. If you want just like pumping out shit novels. Never did see the doctor. But without further ado, let's dive into McQueen's Heat. There is a dramatis personae at the beginning of this book, and we're going to read it verbatim because goddamn. Okay. <laughs> dramatis personae. Cast of characters. You have Tamara King. Okay. As a firefighter, she thought she knew what danger was until she walked into a burning building and met the smoke gray gaze of Stone McQueen. <laughs> she walked in. She was like, oh, shit, this place on fire. Fuck. <laughs> Stone McQueen, the ex-arson investigator, is a man who's reached rock bottom and he doesn't want Tamara King to save him. Petra Anderson. I don't know why they do this in this order. I'd have done it differently. But yeah. Petra Anderson. The little girl adores McQueen, despite his hard-edged manner. Robert Pascoe. He's a man who never existed, but McQueen thinks he's returned to finish what he started seven years ago. What? (laughs) He never existed? Yeah. So he's crazy. Yeah. Also, he hit rock bottom, but he's really hot. Yes. I don't think those two go together. There's, there is an explanation. Okay. (laughs) Yep. They, 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 they explain why he has... Eight pack abs in the V. Okay, okay. I'm gonna. I'm guessing supernatural. <laughs> no, no, it's not supernatural. No, I don't want to get your hopes up. Okay. It is not supernatural. Okay. Claudia Anderson, once Tamara's best friend, Claudia betrayed her by running off with her fiance on her wedding day. Oh fuck! Now it's too late to make amends. Also, they don't tell you this in the dramatis personae. Petra Anderson's mother. Oh, okay. Yep, the little girl who adores McQueen despite his hard edged manner. Jack Foley, the gruff ex-firefighter, and his late wife adopted Tamara when her family was killed in a fire. He'd do anything to keep his adored Tammy safe. He's also her uncle. Bill Trainer. This is the last one. Okay. Bill Trainer. The arson investigator once had a thing for Claudia, but now he and his partner are looking into her death and trying to pin it on McQueen. Fuck, I've already forgot who Claudia was. <laughs> Claudia is the girl who ran off with the fiance. So she's dead. She dies. In the first chapter. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah. I'm, I'm clear on everything. Yeah, they also just spoiled almost all of it. Really? <laughs> yeah. There's very little that this doesn't tell you. Okay. Which is why I wanted to read it. Um, also, uh, this book allegedly takes place in Boston. Right. There's a map of Boston, like a crude outline map. Nice. They don't mention okay. any of those places in the book. Oh. Ever. Oh, okay. So. They just say it's in Boston. But there's a map that's got like, if I was going to ask you where North End was in Boston, where would you say it was? At the North End? You're correct. What about uh, uh, what about South Bay? Uh, it's the Bay to the South. What about uh, what about East Boston? 
Um, that's probably in the West, because uh, I know they, they have this weird thing with East and West there. They do. It's actually a little different. So, so East Boston is a little north of North Boston. What? Because <laughs> there's the, the harbor that cuts in. Okay. And East Boston's on the other side of the harbor. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. So it is more east. Right. But it's it's more north than North Boston, but it's east of that. Right. Yeah. Um, then there's South Boston, which is different than South Bay. South Boston mm. is southeast of Boston. Okay. So okay. There's, there's Boston, South, South Boston, South Bay. Okay. I got it. I got it. Yeah. They don't mention any of those names ever. No, but just, they, just Boston. I'm sure they threw that in there for value. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I, I pictured everyone in this book as Mark Wahlberg yeah. or Bill Burr. Yeah. <laughs> because that's my shtick. Right. Right. We open with Tamara King and her partner, Joey, searching a burning building. Their job is to clear it and make sure no one else is inside. Then the hose crew is going to come through and take mm-hmm. care of the actual fire. Joey has forgotten his mask again. That's pretty important. Nah, it'll be fine. I'm pretty sure he's going to lose his eyebrows. He says, nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> okay. And Tamara's like, yo, you do this all the time. When are you going to learn? And he's like, nah, it's fine. He, got, he has a bottle of water. What he does is he fills his mouth with water. Yeah. And then he goes <laughs> in front of his face. So yep. It's like a sprinkler effect and it yep. keeps him cool. Uh, spoiler alert. It's not fine. Okay. <laughs> Tamara opens a door and sees a man staring out a window. She says, bro, we got to go. And he's like, nah, fire's gone too far in the ceiling now <laughs> so which is a determination that she had just made right before opening the door she's what? Like, it's in the ceiling we got to get out of here i'm not a, i'm not a fire person yeah what difference does that make couldn't tell you <laughs> i'm guessing maybe the, it's the like gonna collapse collapses collapses imminent yeah he's next to a window yep throw him out the window just push him yeah just yeah. literally do that yeah but she she's she has an, a large inner monologue in this book okay it, it's mostly inner monologue and in her inner monologue, she thinks, not on my watch, buddy. Oh, uh, okay. Not on my watch. Yeah. You don't want to live. That's fine. But you're not dying here. Yeah. Like, you know. I was, I was once uh, working in a, in a barn, in a horse barn. Yeah. And it was early in the morning. And I stopped because I was fucking tired. And uh, a guy I was working with was like, Wait, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I was taking a, a little break. And he said, not on my watch. And then he. He shoved me over and picked up a wristwatch I happened to be standing on. Nice. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You started with the basic idea of a premise and then had to build it. (laughs) Someone was an asshole to me in a barn, but I wasn't standing on his watch. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Um, But yeah, the fire's gone too far. You can go. I'm good. And yeah, she's not on my watch. Uh, she basically forces him out of the room into the hall. Okay. And she turns and she sees Joey at the other end trying to do something. Like there's a room at the other end and she can't tell what he's doing. Right. Uh, and then like part of the ceiling collapses. So she and this guy run out of the building. Joey's dead. No. Okay. No. She gets the man out and then she says she's going back in for Joey because she he found something. Like he was trying to do something. I got to say, if he was trying to save something, it was probably a person. Okay. I got to go back in. The man says, no, I'll go and throws his sweatshirt over his head (laughs) and runs back into the building. I'm confused. So he was standing there. He was ready to die Uh by himself. Yes. And now he's going in to save someone. Yes. Who might not need saving. This is three pages later. (laughs) Okay. Yep. 
Tamara runs up to the door, but by the time she gets there, she sees Joey and this guy coming out. And the guy's holding a little girl wrapped in like a wet towel. Uh, A photo falls from the little girl's hands. And the guy picks it up and hands it to Tam. And it's a picture of a young Tamara McQueen. No, I wrote that wrong. I wrote Tamara McQueen, but that's not her name. Her name is Tamara McQueen. Yet. Okay. Yet, yeah. Uh, It's a a picture of a young Tam. Okay. So she's like, bro, what the hell? Where did this come from? And Joey's like, yeah, the little girl had it. And she's like, the little girl knows too much. And then she chokes it out. (laughs) This unconscious little girl. Um, We learn the man's name is Stone McQueen. Cool. Yeah. Which, if that's not romance novel material. Who is named Stone? (laughs) I don't know. What kind of name is that? It's a name. It's his real name. Oh, no, they do. They do mention it. I forgot his name. His name is Stonewall after Stonewall Jackson. That's his first name. His first name is Stonewall. He goes by Stone. It's not a first name. It was once. Stonewall Jackson was a nickname. Look, <laughs> it was a nickname from people who really like that name. My first name is Rock. I'm named after Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> so i read this book and then i went back to notate it and script it later and nothing happens like some (laughs) stuff happens but like you remember bull riders christmas baby how you were just going and then you're just like nothing nothing else happens right this is very similar they call it suspense and there are some suspenseful things but it tells it again there's a lot of inner monologue right so it tells it through that which isn't exciting to read or to uh report right and literally 10% of that book, 10% of it, 250 pages, 25 pages is sex. Oh my God. Okay. I count it. <laughs> uh, and then the other 10% of it is suspense. So it's like, it's like 80% inner monologue, 10% suspense, 10% sex. Suspense also requires your interest. Yeah. And investment. Exactly. And like I said, I read it while waiting and checking on something else. Yeah. Which was perfect because yeah. going back and reading it to notate it, it's not good. Right, right. <laughs> um, so we find out that Joey is hospitalized because uh, he was a dumbass. Without a mask. Without a mask. You, you hear that, people? Up. Wear your mask. Yeah. You don't have a mask. You're going to be hospitalized. Uh, but he's going to pull through and he should be okay in a few months. So um, a few months, Jesus. Months to, to recover because he had burns, but also like he almost died from inhalation. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the actual recovery time on that is, but they no say idea. they say he'll be back to duty in eight months. Wow. Okay. But I, he'll be out of the hospital soon and then on like light duty for six months or something. Yeah. Like we find out that Petra, the little girl, uh, had a mother named Claudia. Okay. Which again, we knew from the Brandis Pashoni. Right. The story says, the, the story, like the, the um, not the novel, but the scuttlebutt from the firefighters says that Claudia had fallen asleep with a cigarette in her mouth. And that's what started the fire. Mm, smoking kills. McQueen says, no, that's not what started it. The fire was started by something else. But also, I can't prove that. Yeah. Why was he in there? He lived in the building. So, oh, so, so an apartment it's, it building. Was, yeah, I, I guess I didn't say that. It was like a, not, not a row house, but yeah, like an apartment building or like, um, like one of those stereotypical, like a junkies retreat kind of thing where it's just room after room. Okay. And it's like minimal rent and there's no anything right. in it. Okay. That kind of thing. It's like a halfway house? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tamara asks if this is Claudia Anderson, a, a girl that she grew up with who was like a sister to her. And Petra confirms this and says that if you'd have read her letters, you'd have known she'd have given up smoking a year ago and she didn't start the fire. Okay. 
Tamara says, well, uh, Claudia never wrote me ever. Right. So like, fuck you, bitch. (laughs) And the arson investigators say that she did. So there. McQueen again says, yeah, but they're wrong. And he's an ex arson investigator. Uh, Yeah. We don't know this at the time. Okay. But yes. Um, he's basically just a smug asshole and he's using language that makes Tam think that he's a firefighter or an ex firefighter. Right. But she has no idea. I'm also assuming I'm also just picturing him shirtless through this entire thing. I did too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And and he is shirtless for a good portion of it. Uh, we, we, uh, we also meet Tam's Lieutenant who Tam refers to as a loot L I E U T. Okay. I hate it. Okay. (laughs) I don't, I don't know why, but I've never heard anyone call a Lieutenant loot. Me neither. I've heard Lou. I've heard Lou. Maybe it's Lou, but no, there's the T on the end. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. And the lieutenant basically says, yeah, Stone's a hard ass and he quit the team years ago, uh, but he had the best instincts, except for the time he failed. (laughs) And she's super vague. (laughs) Um, But she's got his, the lieutenant's got his back because he got her back once. Like that kind of, that kind of camaraderie. So he's got back is what you're saying. Look, baby got back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's a bit of a cut to the next scene which is Tam at home with her inner monologue saying yeah I don't think this is going to work McQueen gets on my nerves there's no way he's going to live with me because for the past few days he's been living with her why because he doesn't have a home anymore then go find another one (laughs) why why is it why why her because she's single he could live at the firehouse she has a spare bedroom Uh. We also find out later that he has a shit ton of money. Okay. So like, there's no reason that he couldn't just get a hotel. Yeah. Mm. There is no reason. Okay. Why do the protagonists always have like a shit ton of money somehow? Uh, he, in some way. He lived on nothing and squirreled it away in investments. So he's a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's, a, he's, a, he's one of those like tiny house minimalists who save up a million dollars by the time they're 25 uh-huh. and then never spend it. Yeah, weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> She's also, uh, Tam is adopting Petra. Okay. Uh, but Petra hates her because she thinks Problematic. her mom killed herself. Problematic? Okay. Yeah. She thinks it was her mom's fault that, that the fire was started and everything, and Petra doesn't. Right. Because McQueen said it doesn't. But she loves, Petra loves McQueen for some reason. I have, like, no feelings about most of this. I don't either. <laughs> I read it, and I'm recording it, and I'm trying to just tell you what happened, but, like, yeah. This is just not fun. No, it's just, it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, for some reason, Petra thinks that Tam hated her mom. Uh, and we find out that she kind of did. But obviously, she doesn't tell Petra that. Okay. The plot doesn't linger on anything. And it's a lot of inner monologues. So I'm trying to bring out some things. Uh, Tamara thinks to herself, yeah, Loot, you were right. Stone is an ass. And also, Claudia, why did you never write me? You never wrote me. Petra's flipping out over nothing. Um, Stone comes into the kitchen. And they hardcore flirt. It was gross. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Uh, they end up making out and almost bang, but Tam's like, no, I can't bang. What? I don't know. She's like, she's really into it. And then all of a sudden she's not. Not. Yeah. Women. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. <laughs> and Stone's like, that's okay. I didn't want to bang you anyway. <laughs> um, uh, Stone then asks about her family and Tam says that they all died in a fire. But how did, how did you find out that I had like a brother and parents? Right. Which is weird because she asks how he found out she had parents. Mm-hmm. But everybody at one point had parents. I mean, can you prove that? Yes, actually. Can you? Can you prove every single person living now had parents? Yes. I don't think you can. I don't think I need to. <laughs> I'm sure there's one poor soul out there who doesn't have any paperwork. Nobody knows them. 
They don't have any memories of parents. But they still had to have parents. Well, how do you prove that? Biologically. <laughs> well, what do you mean? <laughs> you could do a DNA, a DNA test on that person. And then what? Prove their ancestry. That means that they came from somewhere. Okay, well, the, the, way, the way ancestry test works okay. is they look at traits uh-huh. that are found in other lineages. Sure, and they say that so you probably it, came from this thing. Yeah, probably. Meaning that's not proof that's where you came from, but it's saying you have the same characteristics in your DNA sequence that these do. So that is not proof of her being from a certain lineage. I don't know why I'm fighting this. I hate this. this devil's advocate. I don't know why I'm fighting this. I hate this. it. Prove that the sky is blue. <laughs> because red was taken by apples and yellow by bananas. I think this guy can be all of those things, though. Not according to that one episode of Arthur, where DW says, I hate that episode. This is why this guy is blue. Yeah, the, the episode <sighs> of fake science. Yeah. And then Brain's like, I don't need to prove it to you because there's like museums and shit where other people have. Yeah. Like, fuck off, DW. It's it's such a, like, it was very much of its time, but it's yeah. also of this time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so infuriating. It hurts. It hurts to, to yeah. I, I just remember, I just, I don't remember most of the episode, but I remember her saying this, why is the sky blue? Because red was taken by apples, green by grass, and yellow by bananas. Yeah. So the sky is blue. And then she's. Her whole thing is to run around saying, prove it, prove it, prove, yeah. it, prove it. And the brain says, I don't have to prove it. Other people have. And they go to a museum at the end. And yeah. it's dope. She, she said that the sun was a giant flashlight that turned off. I don't and remember that, night, but I believe it. That's what night is. I believe it. And I was like, this dumb hoe. <laughs> Somebody hit her in the face, please. Look, nobody needed punched quite like DW, except maybe Tommy and Timmy Tibble. She does get punched. She does. By but Arthur. she needs punched more. But yeah, more. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That's a hot take. Is that the, is that the episode? There was also an episode where he went and like rode his bike in the junkyard and like cut his knee. And yes. Got infected. Was that the episode where he punched her or was that a different episode? No, that was a different one. Okay. There was one where DW broke some of his stuff and he loses that's his temper. That's right. That's right. That's right. He loses his temper and hits her. And the whole episode is about like, this is how you should treat your siblings. You should yeah. be patient with them. Just deck them. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> she fucking deserved it. <laughs> Anyways. We have a book to get back to. I mean, this is more interesting than the book. Do you want to just have an episode where uh, they, they're canceling Arthur? Are they? Yeah. Why? Um, it's like it's last episode or it's last season. It's just done everything? Either this year or it just happened. One of the two. Um, but they're going to flash forward. What does that mean? Like, he's been in third grade forever, I think. He might have oh. gone to fourth grade. Um, but they're going to do like a Harry Potter style flash forward kind of ending. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm calling Sue Ellen totally going to be a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the the daughter of like the artsy hippie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's going to happen. Muffy's going to be in jail. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Francine, probably lesbian with Sue Ellen. Binky's going to be the CEO of a massive company. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, He had heart. Tommy and Timmy Tibble are like, I don't know, professional comedians. Sure. Something. Sure. DW. I don't know what DW is going to do. I don't care. I don't care either. I hope she dies of leukemia. Buster's dad and mom like divorced, I think. And then there was a spinoff show because Buster's dad's a pilot and Buster went with his dad and they did a spinoff show called Postcards from Buster where it was just Buster front ended and back ended on clips of interesting places and things. Uh huh. So like they would go to the like almost like Mr. Rogers, how they do the real world factory tours kind of thing. Okay. They would do that, except it would be bookended by Buster. They also like today my dad's in like Toledo and here's the Space Needle from Washington. (laughs) 
those okay. aren't the same place. Um, but stuff like that. Okay. Or like, here's this city, and here's a kind of a tour of how the subway system works. And there was another spinoff uh, where Buster started a POV channel called Buster Bustin' Nuts. Yes. And, and there's a girl in every city he visits. Yeah, yeah. A, um, <laughs> yeah, there's a... There's a boat in every port. There's a so there's a Pirates of the Caribbean reference in there. there. There's a saying. Yeah. I've forgotten everything that's happened in this book so far. Girl rescued a guy who wanted to die. I'm kidding. I know. I know. Oh, so 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 how did he find out that she had parents? That's how we started that. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, she had parents. Yeah. Uh, so, apparently, when they were running out of the building, her her helmet fell off. And inside, like, in the... the strappings or whatever she had a photo of her family okay and he caught it in a quick glimpse she's like no nah, that was the photo that came with a helmet <laughs> i just left it in there it a stock image he was an arson investigator wasn't he she then she kind of like puts it all together because he's like yeah no the fire's in the ceiling now it wasn't caused by a smoke or by a cigarette and also i see you have a family or he could just be an arsonist or he could just be an arsonist <laughs> that's the b plot oh okay okay so at this point, the book is just bad flirting and dramatic phrasing for things that could have just been said. But right. McQueen is a stone cold type who doesn't feel anything. Right. And Tam is a hard hearted firefighter who puts up walls to keep emotions out. But like when you have two characters who are both acting like cunts, it's just not good reading. Yeah, but the, then they just hate fuck. And then they do hate fuck. That opens the door. It did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured. <laughs> um. I have it in my notes. I read the damn book, so I'm going to summarize it. <laughs> okay. But this gets worse the more effort I put into it, and the script is already a bit longer than I wanted it to be <laughs> at this point, so here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to go character by character, and I'm just going to tell you what happens. I'm not going to reveal it plot point by plot point like the book does. Okay. I'm just going to tell you the story. In the past, Tamara and her family were staying at um, like a hotel. Okay. And that hotel, uh, Tamara got up to go to the bathroom. And the hotel kind of exploded. <laughs> kind of exploded. A gas line caught fire. Oh, so it did kind of exploded. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but because she was in, and, and the gas line was like right next to their room, because she was in the bathroom away from them, because it was like down the hall. Okay. Uh, she survived, but her entire family was killed. Uh, sturdy bathroom. It was like on the other end of the building. She had to go down the hall to get. Oh, it was like a hotel, right? So it's so the, the the explosion was centered around where her family was. She had gone away. She grew up living with her uncle Jack and his wife, whose name escapes me, but she's dead in the present day, so I don't care. Uh, he was a firefighter, and her father was a firefighter, and she always wanted to be a firefighter. Her husband, uh, this is much later, ran off with. I say husband, his fiance. It, yeah, they didn't they, get married. It was on their wedding day. Okay, uh, ran off with Claudia. Uh, her best friend and died in a car accident a few weeks later. I thought the book was going to pull a twist and that the, in like the Robert Pascoe criminal guy right. was going to be the husband. No, he's, he is actually dead. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Claudia tried to write Tam, but Tam never got the letters until at one point she just has them. <laughs> All right. And I don't know if I skimmed over her getting them. Right. Like, like her uncle kept them or something, or if she, I, the answer that I think is that she just ends up with them somehow and okay. they don't tell us how. Okay. I also didn't go and double check. So it could be in there somewhere. I don't think it's in there. Stone McQueen just pulls him out. Yeah. And he's like, I, 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 I might have I taken these at some point. Here you go. 
You were going kind of rocky, and in my mind, I was going uh, Christopher Walken from Pulp Fiction pulling, this is your father's watch. (laughs) I had this in my ass. But yeah, she ends up with the letters. She reads a letter and turns out that the daughter was right. Claudia had quit smoking and wanted to come and try and connect with Tam again because they were friends. Okay. Back in the day. And she's really sorry. And and her fiance is dead anyway, so it doesn't matter. She well, doesn't say that. but He's dead because of her. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't make it better. Yeah. But he's just a man. Just a man. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. There's only, only one Stone McQueen, though. There is only one Stone McQueen. <laughs> Anyway, the night of her wedding, okay, she went to the hotel bar. They, she still had the reception. Right. Because she's like, damn it, I'm going to party now and, and show everyone that I don't need no man. Okay. She got real drunk, found a nameless guy whose face she never saw and said, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but the book used a much longer way to say this. She told this guy to rail me until dawn oh. and then leave. Okay. At least she's forward about it. Clear. So he does. Okay. Yeah. Never saw his face. Never knew his name. Okay. I'll give you five guesses as to who that was. I'm guessing that it seems like Stone McQueen recognized her in some way. So I probably recognized her because that was him. Yeah. yeah okay. That was, that was him. Okay. Yeah. So they, they had pre-banged before they actually met. So there really is no suspense. No. They already did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the reader knows that because it's obvious. Right. But it doesn't tell you that. Okay. Until much later. Okay, okay. Uh, now, we switch over to McQueen. McQueen was a rookie firefighter who got trapped at a stairwell. Uh, Jack, Tam's uncle, okay, wait. saved him. <laughs> just, I'm just picturing him in a stairwell that's not on fire. <laughs> and the guy's like, you have to step up. <laughs> just that, See, it gets higher. You need to put your foot up and then press down. You will elevate your body. You want me to go, you want me to go down, but I, you said down, but I'm trying to go up. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, if you don't move your ass, I'm going to light this bitch on fire. So Jack Tam's uncle saved him from this burning stairwell. Okay. It is burning. Uh, along with several other people and everyone that he loves him. Loves Jack. Okay. Great. Good guy, Jack. Uh, McQueen went on to become the best arson investigator ever until one day he started linking a series of fires that everyone thought were accidents. Okay. He realized that they were all caused by the same person, and it then became his life's mission to find that person. Okay. At one point, he was right next to the guy. He didn't know it. He was getting onto a subway, and the guy looks at him, and he says, my name is Robert Pascoe, and I'm the phantom who is starting those fires. Okay. And then he pushes a woman in front of the subway as a distraction while he runs away. So McQueen saves the woman and then Robert Pascoe has gone. Okay. Did he get a look at his face? Yes. So, the, I mean, it's over. Just <laughs> get a sketch. Thing is. Okay. What's the thing? All of those fires were ruled as accidents by professional investigators. Okay. No one believes McQueen. Okay. But uh, uh, you could at least get him on pushing a woman in front of a subway train. You could do that. Attempted murder. You could do that. Put him away. He won't burn anything anymore. But the rest of the people think that McQueen is trying to create a ghost to make himself look good and be like, look how cool of an investigator I am. But he's he's like the best investigator though, right? Yes. So has he done anything to warrant this suspicion? No. So he's just awesome. Yes. And then he says one thing that's against the grain and everybody's uh-huh. like, you're making it up. Yes. You silly goose. Definitively. (laughs) Okay. At some point in here as well, Claudia's lieutenant, before she was her lieutenant, 
right. uh, is in a relationship with the dude and that dude was physically abusive to her. Okay. And she comes into the office one day with a bunch of bruises. Cool. And not, not cool. Every- not cool. <laughs> hey, look, there ain't nothing cool about hitting women. No. It's funny, <laughs> but it ain't cool. It's not cool to hit anybody unless consensually. Yeah. That's what boxing is. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And also, just to be clear, I was quoting an old guy that I used to work with. Oh, would yeah. would say that all the time anytime somebody got hit or something like that, yeah. if we're watching a movie or something. Um, and he also used to, he used to say it for laughs all the time. But then it also just kind of became like, are you serious about that? Yeah. Because I kind of yeah. feel like you're serious about that. So nobody believes McQueen. Right. Until later. Someone reports seeing a dude with a gas can near a building. Um, the fire crew comes and is able to contain the blaze early. And they find like plastic remains of a detonator that was supposed to go off at a certain time, but they got there soon enough. They put it out before it could. Okay. Hold up. Yes. Detonator or explosive? They said detonator, which is something that has to be physically triggered. Right. But that wouldn't explode. (laughs) Well, there it was, it was next to, I believe a modified type of rocket fuel. Okay. So it was a whole thing that just didn't trigger. Yes. Okay. But that blaze was just a distraction. See, while that was going on and the engines were all concerned with that building. Right. Because fire stations only have one engine in Boston, <laughs> in the city of Boston. Okay. Uh, there's another fire that started somewhere else that McQueen starts rushing towards in his car because he knows that's the real game. Okay. And when he gets there, he finds out that five firefighters just went inside the building and he starts running. And as soon as he gets to the door. The building explodes. Okay. He knew that that was like the real detonator. Right. And the real set of explosives. All five of those firefighters died. McQueen resigns the next day. Right. He failed. Yep. He should have stopped it. That started a seven year, seven year binge drinking sequence. Now the few, the, the present day is eight years. Right. So he's binge drinking for seven years. Mm-hmm. Then he decided that he wanted to get sober. So he's been sober for eight months. Okay. Good for him. Working out. Yeah. Working out. That's why he has the six pack and the V. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing like depression to get you in shape. Man. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, okay. So he's alcoholic. He found a reason to go on and Mm -hmm. quit drinking. Yes. But he still just wants to die. In that one scene, yes. Throughout the rest of the book, no. Okay. It, It doesn't explain it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know if it's just Tam being wrong that he wants to die in that fire. Right. But he said he wanted to. Did, what, what exactly did he say? Uh, Gaze took her to the man standing in the window with his back to her. Don't worry about me, buddy. I can take care of myself. Up until yesterday, the room down the hall was unoccupied. You might want to check it out anyway. There's fire in the ceiling, so there's not much time. My partner's checking it out. You're my responsibility. Let's move. And he says, you passed the department physical, so you're probably pretty strong, honey. But I've got almost a foot on you, and I'm a whole lot heavier. I don't see you getting me through that door if I don't want to go. Find your partner and the two of you get out while you can. What a misogynist pig. It didn't quite sound like he wanted to die, but he was being realistic, I guess. He's being apathetic. Yeah, no, definitely. Save everyone else before you save me. Everyone else is good. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. And later, she's like, that's not the way it works. I'm a fighter, 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 fighter. I'm a firefighter. If you understood anything uh, at all about what that means, you'd know I can't walk away and leave you here. And he's like, yeah, you can. That's his response. Yeah, you can. You're going to. No, you. Uh, Let me put it in words you'll understand, honey. I don't want you risking your life for someone like me. Well, your luck just ran out, honey, because risking my life is part of the job. 
Mm. Yeah. That's just that's some of the dialogue. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the, here. Tell me tell me when to stop. Stop. Left or right? Uh left. Say when. When? Are you saying you've had a Jakey that's a firefighter? Feeding you information and protecting your back all that time? What in the world would turn a Jakey against his own so completely that he'd betray them like that? <laughs> literally. You literally flipped through. And I picked where you stopped, which page, where on the page. Yep. <laughs> and it was shit dialogue. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that's the that's the past. Then in present day, they basically Tam and McQueen do some illegal shit uh, to get a sample from the scene from the fire and run it through a mass spectrometer to determine that there was rocket fuel. It was the same modified type of rocket fuel. Right. So McQueen knows it's the same guy, but they found out illegally, so they can't like bring it to anybody to act on it. Okay. So they got to handle it themselves. Do you know that rocket fuel is very stable? It's incredibly hard to light. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did. Like it has to be. Yeah. It, it's really hard to light. Like yeah. you could literally have a naked flame on it. And it's not lighting. That's why they say this is modified. Oh. It's modified rocket fuel. We call it gasoline. <laughs> it's really easy to light. <laughs> and because everyone else wrote it off as an accident, they have to, like, they're going through Uncle Jack's contacts because he's like a firefighter from back in the day. Mm-hmm. So people owe him favors and things, you know, that kind of shit. Now people are thinking McQueen is back to his old tricks. After all, uh, he never proved anything before. They never caught the guy. Right. The first time and McQueen disappeared for eight years and now he's back and the shit's starting up again. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, that's all the main drama. Um, that's it. There, there, there's a scene where two current investigators, Bill Farley or whatever is one of them fully. And there's another guy who like want to fight McQueen. Like they show up at his car and they're like, Hey, you, you better not be starting shit. Okay. And he's like, I, I, I mean, I'll fuck you two up, but I ain't starting shit. I'm still picturing him shirtless. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. 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 And then later, like they cruise around because he's staying at Tam's place. They cruise around Tam's place with the cops. Okay. And that's it. They, they just drive by with police officers behind them. Cool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, I haven't felt this way about a, a book that you've read since the, uh, what was it? The, the, the chasing the dragon, chasing the dragon was the good. It was good though. The book but was good. I felt so disconnected from that story. The Westing game. Uh, that, that, okay. That was a bit more so. Yeah. yeah. This feels like the Westing game because yeah. this is just like, but the Westing game is actually a really, really good book. I just it has interesting characters. It has interesting characters and it has a really good plot. It's just shit to recount. Right. <laughs> Uh, but then one of them turns up later and is like, yo, McQueen, I believe you after some evidence comes out. Cool. Uh, Tam and McQueen bang for some reason. Um, in that sex scene, they use the word turgidly. Oh, no. <laughs> no. What does that mean? Let me <laughs> get the exact definition here. Um, That's a horrible word. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good word of the day word. Oy. Uh, excessively ornate or complex in style or language. Also... You sure you want to know? Sure, go for it. Swollen or distended? Oh my god! Ah, uh, that that <laughs> word doesn't sound like the definition either no, of it them. Doesn't. It doesn't. sounds like a, just a horrible word. Yeah, it's, yeah. So can I say my turgid cock? Is that like if it's swollen or distended? Sure, yeah. Also bloated. Oh god. Yeah, I guess. God, can you take me to the ER? I have a turgid cock right now. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> 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 it hasn't been four hours yet. You're fine. 
This has been the best worst episode yet. <laughs> Everything around the book is great. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a lot like what a bonus episode is. We'll it's just true. go on tangents. It's true. There there is a suspenseful story in this. Like it it could work. Right. You would just have to strip out the shitty dialogue, reduce the inner monologue, and make things actually happen. Right. <laughs> <sighs> Throughout this whole thing, Tam and McQueen had been using Uncle Jack as a contact. Okay. Uh, to do certain things. And then we find out through some random Deus Ex blind guy that literally, like literally, he's he's a blind guy and okay. he was he was a home he's a homeless guy. He was around the place that blew up and killed the five firefighters. Okay. He was around that place before the fire started and he heard Robert Pasco talking to a firefighter. Oh, okay. That fits with the sentence you read earlier. It does. Okay. It does. Nice. Yeah. See, <laughs> there's context. And, uh, and then they kind of like put it together because the blind man says the firefighter's name was Davidson, but it wasn't Davidson. The blind man over the eight years got confused because he's also a drunk. Okay. His name was Harley, but he remembered Davidson. Harley because, Davidson. Like, Harley Davidson. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Jack's name is Jack Harley. Okay. So they figure this out just in time for him to show up. And there's a scene where Tam goes to call him. Okay. And then the phone rings and it's right next to her because he has a key to her place. Because the place that is her place is her old parents' house, which was like willed to Jack when her parents died. Okay. Okay. So she she's like, it's this, it's this, it's this suspenseful thing where the call is coming from inside the house. Uh, okay. Um, kind of a thing. Uh, and then McQueen realizes it at the same time due to some cl- completely separate circumstances because they're apart. In okay. He panics and lights the house on fire. <laughs> like, we'll get him this way. <laughs> um, kind of. Uh, Jack kidnaps her, uh, Tam, and because he had hired Robert for reasons. Basically, Jack had gambling debts. Okay. And the the person that he owed money to was staying in the hotel where Tam's family was staying. Okay. He didn't know that. So he hired Robert Pasco to kill that guy. Robert Pasco killed that guy along with Tam's family. Oh, okay. Accidentally. Okay. The collateral damage. Yeah. Uh, so then he felt really, really bad and he swore to Tam, I'm going to be the father that I deprived you of. Is mm, the way it's phrased. Okay. Which is very interesting. Um, Claudia was viewed by Uncle Jack and his wife who is dead and I don't remember her name uh, as like a second daughter. Right. So her betrayal of Tam really set him off. Uh-huh. So he hired Robert Pasco again to kill Claudia and her new husband. Her new husband. Right. Okay. Uh only her new husband was cheating on her. Uh-huh. So, shocker. So Robert Pasco shows up, sees the guy with a girl, kills them uh with you know by exploding the car or whatever. Right. Um Claudia survives. So Uncle, Uncle Jack didn't know that. So Later, when Claudia wants to reunite with Tam because she regrets everything, she calls Uncle Jack to be like, hey, do you think like, do you think she'll see me? Do you think we'll we'll be able to get back together? And Uncle Jack's like, yeah, like, tell me where you're staying. I'll come see you. We'll talk and then we can go to Tam. Okay. Gets her address, sends Robert Pasco to uh, kill her. Okay. And that's what starts the first fire. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, like a decent story in there somewhere. There, it's, it's in there. <laughs> yeah. It is in there. But you have 25 pages of sexual content right. that doesn't need to be in there. Even though I knew that's what it was clearly from both the, like, right, the publisher and uh, the cover. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it needs to be in there. That's one of the prerequisites that given to the writer. They're yeah. like, all right, we need 25 minutes of sex. Uh, or in 25 minutes. 25 minutes. <laughs> 25 pages of sex. Everything else is whatever you want to do. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. So then he killed, he killed Claudia and there's like, there's a scene where they meet Robert Pascoe Mm -hmm. uh, earlier in the book, but he had been scarred and deformed by fire. Okay. His face was all fucked up and it wasn't the face that McQueen remembered. Uh, He was missing both of his hands. Shit. Like he got really badly burned. Jack takes Tam to the building that exploded and killed the five firefighters. They're rebuilding it. Okay. And McQueen hates that idea. And Jack says that's an affront to the firefighters who died. So he's going to burn it down. What? Again. Because he didn't kill them. Robert Pascoe killed them. But, but what, what do you mean an affront to those who died? Like you, you're, you're rebuilding the building where they died. How could you? You should put a memorial here. <laughs> he, is, he is insane. Okay. Like he is actually insane. I don't understand that logic. It, it isn't logic. He is actually insane. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he takes Tam there and McQueen realizes that's where he's going because right. he's going to burn it down again. Uh, so McQueen shows up. He and Uncle Jack have like a bit of a fisticuffs fight. Um, but Uncle Jack sets the building on fire and a support beam falls and, and crushes his spine. So Uncle Jack dies in the fire. Cool. Uh, Tam and McQueen get out. Um, they get married. Um, they adopt Petra. Okay. And, uh, and then like the book ends with Tam saying like, like at, Tam's at their wedding and she's like, hey, um, how do you feel about like... Uh, being a father and he's like well we adopted petra and he's like yeah i'm, I'm pregnant bra bra yeah they weren't wrapping it up they did because okay what the <laughs> there's a scene there's a scene in the in the sex scene okay where mcqueen pulls out a condom and she's like you just carry that with you like how often do you get lucky how what that's like whorish behavior <laughs> and he's like no i actually started carrying it when i met you Ah, it's even worse. It is worse. It's so much worse. Um, Oh my God. So they were wrapping it up, but then for some reason they decided not to. Cool. Like it's just, look, it feels so much better without it (laughs) is what they said. He uses the line. I would rather feel you than latex. And I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't like it either. Trying to think if I missed anything important. I know I didn't. <laughs> I know for a fact nothing of this I did is not important. miss anything important. There is a sequence. I don't know, fuck it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they they do they do recognize uh, Tam does realize that McQueen was the one that she banged right all those years ago, and she's like and she's like you knew that was me like you knew this the whole time how could you like i i, I want to how could you think of me that way and he's like i look i banged you that because they'd already banged this time too yeah he's like i banged you this time to prove that you weren't that way you needed to know that like, it's, it's, uh, what it doesn't make any sense what <laughs> he's like he's like i i romanced you to prove that you're not a slut what <laughs> okay so what so what, what he's saying is it was not the honorable thing to just hook up with a stranger. Right. So he romanced her to keep her honor intact. Say like it meant something in the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking stupid, but yes. I, I kind of understand that's, where they're that's going where he's with that. And to, to prove that she's not that kind of girl to herself. But she was. But she was. She I mean, was. she did the thing. She did. And, and the thing, I mean him. <laughs> Just because it worked out doesn't mean you're not a slut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I mean, like, hey, you do you, but like, own it. Right. Oh, yeah. I also don't want to slut shame by calling her a slut. I mean, she I is say, a slut, but like. You know, yeah, it's not, it's not a negative connotation automatically in my mind to call yeah. someone a slut. I spent more time trying to think up names for the beginning of this book for you and me. Okay. Than I did like thinking about <laughs> enjoying this book. And you literally went with the most obvious one. 
Yeah. So I was going to do something like, because you have Lightning Queen was obvious. Right. I was going to do Lightning Queen. But then I, do you do Mater? No, Mater's like everybody knows Mater. The other thing I was going to do is like uh, like a lap of a race is called a, or like a like a qualifying lap of a race is called a heat. Like right. run your heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was going to try and set up something there, but I didn't do that either. Uh, and then I went to like Piston Cup because that's just fun to say. Right, right. Um, but then I was like, oh, there's a girl in that movie. What's the girl's name? And is she in the second one? I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't see it. I, like I saw the second and third ones, but I don't remember. Either. Did you look I'm, it up? Is her name actually Sally? I didn't look it up, but I am a hundred percent confident her name is Sally. Okay. Watch it not be Sally. Let's, let's check it out. Sally. Her name is Sally. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, Sally Carrera. I've had some great conversations in this. None of which were associated with the book. <laughs> So every week on the show, the person who read the book must give the book a rating. Uh, our rating system consists of five levels. At the very lowest level, we have shit-covered toilet paper. Okay? That means the book is fucking shit. The second level is soggy toilet paper. Completely <laughs> uncomfortable. You probably wouldn't want to use it. Third level is toilet paper that's on fire. <laughs> fourth, fourth level is there is no toilet paper. It's just the empty roll there. It's just your hand. It's just your hand. And then fifth level's a bidet. Oh. So, <laughs> um, fucking Sally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Were you Sally? I'm okay. Sally. What's your rating for uh, McQueen's Heat? Before I give it. Okay. I'm only saying this because you mentioned bidet. Okay. I learned a new vocal exercise from like a 65-year-old British actor. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's about clarification, pronunciation. Okay. Right. It is as follows. Hip bath, hip bath, lavatory, lavatory, b-day, b-day, douche. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there's nothing funnier than watching a 65-year-old British actor repeating that over and over. <laughs> douche. Douche. You have to hold it out. Douche. Yeah. And he would do that to warm up? Fascinating. Hip bath, lavatory, lavatory, B-day, B-day, douche. That's fascinating. You know what? This book is toilet paper. I'm going to say it because we're all thinking it. Yeah. So I'm just going to say, but which toilet paper is it, do you think? I, so if if you're breaking it up, right? So we we have a five-point rating system. <laughs> just going to explain it again. No, I'm not. Oh, okay, okay. Just... We have a five-point rating system. Toilet paper <laughs> is number one. Right. That's right. the bottom the is lowest. toilet paper. But you have now added five more points. <laughs> just just because, like, they have different feels to them, right? They do. They do. Soggy toilet paper feels different than toilet paper on fire. feels different than your hand. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Um, so I'm looking at this like like uh, like bidet is kind of like regular toilet paper. It's like a, like a one. I would argue that bidet, bidet is a mixed bag because you get clean, but then you have a soggy ass. Well, you have to wipe it anyway. Right. But but that that's not part of the option. It's just the bidet. Right. So it's like you're clean, which is the most important thing. Right. You're right. It still, gets the job done, but you're still uncomfortable. Still uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So like, so like a bidet is the highest point, but the, the highest bar is still a one. Exactly. Yeah. So I would give this, it's not shit on toilet paper. It's not the worst thing I've ever read. Right. Okay. I would, I would give this a solid your hand. Okay. That's good. Yeah. But as far as the lowest tier goes. As it's the it's the second highest of the lowest tier. Yeah, the new tier we just it's made a, up. It's a point eight out of ten right. or five. It's a point eight out of five. I think I might swap toilet paper on fire with soggy though. I think I'm. I, I think fire would be worse. Yeah, than that soggy. would definitely be worse. Yeah, 
Cool. Well, this was definitely fun. I, uh, I had a blast even about though, everything outside of the book. Yeah, this is the most I felt like into it in a little while. Yeah, I feel yeah. like <laughs> even though I wasn't into the book, definitely, really. definitely a little bit refreshing about this. Yeah. One. Uh, so a few things, uh, we did not release a bonus episode in January. Uh, there was extenuating circumstances. I was very sick for a week, the first week of January. Oh yeah. My place was burgled. It was, you got burgled. I got burgled, which there's a footnotes on that. Check it out. Uh, so because of various reasons, we did not have time to do a bonus episode and we, we want to prioritize our regular episodes over bonus episodes. Right, right. We want to make sure we have regular good content going out for everyone to listen to for free before we do Patreon stuff. We do. And good is in quotation marks, of course. Yes. And <laughs> But hey, the more support we get on Patreon, the more time we can devote to pumping out content. Exactly. Look, any support you can give, we appreciate it. If you can't afford it, don't pledge. That's fine. You can also go to YouTube and search a page too far. We have everything up there, except our most recent episode isn't up there. Um, Is it not? Because I forgot to promote it on socials too. Um, Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing is that YouTube is like a second thought to me. Yeah. Because like, I'm so focused on making sure it's on our regular feeds. Yeah, exactly. And then I completely forget it. Yeah. Um, I was going to, I was going to mention that, but then I also realized I forgot to promote it too. So like, man, uh, fuck, we're we're we're, bad at this. We're really bad at this. Um, we have a Twitter and Instagram that are active sometimes. Sometimes. Um, Hey, if you message us, I'll get them. But like, I might not put something out there, uh, (laughs) but they're both at a page too far. Uh, and then we have our email, which is a page too far at gmail.com. It's a page T O O far at gmail.com. Yeah. Write to us. Don't send us Norton offers. Uh, we got <laughs> we, plenty of those. We got three offers in a row that are just like, Hey, we bought something, uh, using your credit card. And I'm like, great. What card number? They're like, it doesn't exist. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Cause <laughs> we don't have one. Uh, but we love to hear feedback on episodes, uh, good or bad. Yeah. Uh, if we get bad feedback, we know how to correct what we're doing and get better. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't. Yeah. And uh, suggestions for future books, always welcome. Mm -hmm. It's always a struggle for me to find good books. A lot of times I'll read a book and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this. Yep. Um, and that, and that, that's, that's even, that's even more of a crunch for us. Cause then we just dedicated all this time to reading a book that we're not going to use. Exactly. So if you guys have great suggestions for weird books, uh, ideally what I, what I always look for is a book that either has a bizarre title or cover. And I have no idea what to expect. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Generally, we tend to stick between 150 and 250 pages too. Uh, just yeah. so that we have time to read it and notate it. Something you could probably read in a, in a day or like half a day. Yeah. Reasonably. So, uh, hashtag Bobo lives hashtag. What's the hashtag for this episode? Uh, well, first off themed, we never said that. The- but, oh no. Um, hashtag themed. Yeah. Hashtag themed. Uh, this one, I'm going to say hashtag turgidly. <laughs> hashtag turgidly. <laughs> also, uh, hashtag, uh, hot box of rocks. Just because I love saying hot box of rocks. It's great. Hashtag the first novel or the first romance novel I read was a furry romance novel. <laughs> That's kind of a long one, but it's I'll promote it. a very long hashtag. <laughs> if you hit us up with that hashtag, I will laugh. I li- Did you see? I just saw something brand new on Netflix that made me laugh out loud with how long the title was. What was that? It was literally girl in the window across the street from the woman in the house. It was something ridiculous like that. It was so fucking long. I'm like, why is that? It's from the same guy who wrote like shockingly evil, horrible, horrible and vile or whatever. That yeah, was. yeah. But I digress. Um, thanks for listening. Have a very pleasant February. Bye. <laughs>